the school. Controversial topic, man. We finna connect educators around the globe, you understand me? Yeah. Y'all tap in, tune in. Charter school. Charter school. Public school. Public school. Charter school. Charter school. Public school. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Podcast. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Podcast. Charter school. Public school. Charter school. Public school. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Podcast. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Podcast. Charter school versus public school, man. I got a very important guest, man. Mr. Bailey on the show, man. I actually met Tashaka and all. High school, you know what I mean? East Point, shout out to East Point, shout out to Washington Road, man. Exit one in the building, man. Yeah, I know. Uh, Shaka, let everybody know a brief history about your educational experience. You know, we're we going to get to teaching, but, but, you know, before teaching, you know. Uh, you mean like in, in school? In when school. I'm- yeah, this like, did you go to private school, charter school? Pri- man, listen, I've been, I've been to, uh, so from very young, I went to private school most of my life. And so I went from private school. Uh, really all the way from kindergarten all the way up until 11th grade i went to two different three different private schools and then in 12th grade i went to a public school and yeah that's what you know okay and uh, how was your experience that could you what could you tell it was the difference between the schools or not really yeah i mean it was a, a, a huge difference man <laughs> like you know private school is more it's a lot more structured right you're not dealing with a lot of the you're, you're definitely not dealing with behaviors okay um, and it's just you know you're of course people are paying to go there so it's um the the education level is more everybody's more serious about the education um more opportunities more um uh resources um uh, you know i always say when i went to westlake man i had to dumb myself down a little bit man because it was it was so advanced and when i got, got to westlake i didn't even have to study or do anything um and doing the same thing at my previous school um, it would get me a B or a B or a C, but doing that at at Westlake, I can get A's and B's. You know what I mean? Yeah, gotcha, yeah. Gotcha. So you couldn't. Eat. It's two different, two basically two different worlds. Huh? Two different, completely different worlds. Absolutely. Okay. How long have you been teaching, and what grade do you teach? I've been teaching. Uh, oh man, I, I, it's crazy. I'm losing track now. But this is my sixth year teaching. Um, go, you know, I guess it's over with now. Going into my seventh year, and um, I've taught. Uh, I've taught first grade mainly as a lead teacher by myself, okay. but I've worked with um, all the way from kindergarten up to fifth grade, but I, I mainly stayed with the first grade. And what, what inspires you to want to be a teacher? You know, uh, mainly my grandfather. You know, my grandfather's a teacher, uh, educator. And I think on top of that, you know, once he passed, I started to think about what I wanted to do and how I wanted to make an impact and I, I, you know, I, I read some of his books, and I thought, you know, education I felt was just like a, a um, not only the source of a lot of our problems in our community, but also it could be a source of the solution. So I, I decided I wanted to do something that I was I was passionate about. Um, yeah, so I chose education, man. Man, man and I salute you. Cause I be following you on the uh, IG. I, I see how the kids gravitate to you because. Uh, I didn't know how powerful it was to have a male that looked like them just in the classroom. Yeah, it's it's different, man. And everybody say that too, right? And I think I think it is. It's just you need that balance, man. Like in school, what you're dealing with, you're dealing with a lot of women. Um, and so uh just having that male influence and male perspective, it it's uh it's powerful. I guess it shows in the results, you know, I mean where I'm able to teach kids 
Um, and not just boys, but like, you know, girls would say it too. Like, I've never right. had a man teacher. Right, you're right about that. Right. And especially at a young age, you definitely don't see a lot of men teaching at the level I teach at first grade. So, right. uh, you know. Oh, damn. I seen the impact when I was uh, out there substitute teaching at Marietta. And then I, I saw you out there, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Kids, the kid, so the whole school, the kids, black and brown kids, but the, the teacher and administrator is uh, unrelatable to the kids, if you know what I mean. Right, right. You know, the kids will come talk to me and, uh, you know, share certain things that they couldn't with the other uh, administrator. Absolutely. Especially in that environment, man. Like, you know, I think we'll get into that later where I teach, but it's you're in an environment where it's not all black, especially people that are going through these identity crises. And I think that's one thing that I also, in, in a way, went through going to a private school. You're dealing with all white people, so I didn't have my culture. But thank, thank God I grew up in College Park, East Point, all my life. So I played sports out here. I had a lot of friends in my neighborhood. But just being around people not like yourself, especially as you get older, you start to see that you're not like them. They have more just resources, more opportunities. And it's like those relationships are important for various reasons, but you need to be able to navigate in multiple worlds. And so understand that it's just, just different, different cultures, man. Like, and man. appreciate where you come from. Like, well, um, for the sake of the podcast, we ain't gonna say the school you work at, but what yeah. side of town do you work on? And then describe the neighborhood. Uh, Bankhead. So, you know, I work in the West side of Atlanta. Um, it's, it's really the poorest district in Metro Atlanta. And so I'm working in the heart of Atlanta. Um, if you're familiar with the uh, uh, Bankhead and Grove Park area. So yeah. uh, it's, uh, you know, it's pretty, it's a it's a dangerous area at times. And it's also just a, um, a poverty stricken area. Yeah, it, it definitely is. Because like, I work around the corner at this uh, school on Hollywood Road doing Okay, like, yeah, yeah. So you know. Oh, I know it's uh, all, all them. All of them are getting are coming from the same area. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, somebody that west side. It's a little different than kids uh, growing up on other parts of the city. Even though they have a problem, but it just no, they do. It's, but it's older, man. It's, it's yeah. older. You dealing with older issues. It's just older. it's just different. It's different. Um, how you feel about veganism? Do you think our kids should be taught or introduced to veganism, or do you think it should be promoted more in school? Yeah, I mean, it's hard, man. People people feel so, like, strongly about it either way. I, I'm not going to necessarily say veganism, but I do think that there needs to be more emphasis on health in general. Okay. And the way that we eat. And so, like, I was having a discussion the other day, man. Like, one thing we have to look at is, you know, food is – what is food for? It's, for, it's, it's to energize us, to, to – um, it's supposed to give us health. It's supposed to give us health, not to – take health from us. So we have to start to look at what we eat and how it makes us feel. So it's not always about quote unquote the meat per se, but you know, a lot of meat probably isn't good, but more about the quality of the food that we're eating, the quality of the meat, you know, are, do you, or is, it, is it being raised on a farm? Um, the quality of the vegetables, is it, you know, being sprayed with pesticides? And so I think we need to, we need more control and understanding of the food we eat and where it's coming from more say than like a particular particular uh diet just just being careful of the things that we eat man because think, think about this bro the things we eat are already mixed with things so you eat uh ice cream you eat cookies you eat these things it has all these chemicals and stuff that you can't even pronounce in it right but that's not what you're supposed to be eating we're eating all these things at once and we don't know what's making us feel the way that we feel right and so a lot of our feelings and the way that we act comes from our 
our, the serotonin produced in our gut. Most of it is produced in our gut. So the way that we eat affects the way that we feel. The way that we feel affects the way that we behave. And so we definitely have to look at what we eat and how we eat. But you know, I don't, I'm not an expert in what diet is the best for who, for who, because everybody's different. Everybody's chemistry is different. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So, um, how much of an influence would you say rap music has on our youth? Is it, and is it negative or is it positive or is it both? A lot, and you hit the nail on the head, man. I think it's a little bit of both. Um, I, I lean towards the negative when it comes to the popular rap, what's in the mainstream, but I think it has a positive, of course, in the fact that it, it's changing people's lives and allowing people opportunities to make money, not just the rappers, but people around the music and entertainment. But um, I think where the, the trouble comes in is when you have a lot of people um, not only getting into music, but being influenced by the music that aren't being told the difference between right and wrong, the difference between real and fake, and they get confused by the messages that, that it's sending. And so it's like, you know, I think a lot of people, it's funny, they're they, they like, I'm not no role model, but you are responsible, whether it's... Um, directly or indirectly, just energetically for the, for what you say, for what you do. Um, so you can't just say it's entertainment, like just like it's a, it's a movie. Cause even the people in a movie are responsible for how they make people feel, you know what I mean? And I, I don't think people really think about what they say. Like people talk about this idea of manifestation and um, so everything you think, everything you say, feel can manifest and stuff, but you don't. So why do we just suspend that and think that doesn't account for things we listen to the things that we watch. Right. And so, your brain can probably tell the difference between real and fake, but your body doesn't, right? That's why we get startled when we watch a movie. That's right. why we get startled. If it's, so it's real, if it's real or fake, your body is in chemistry is reacting regardless of your knowledge of it. And that's all. That's with everything. Things you hear, see, and um, it's just more. It's a subtle. Um, there's subtle effects, right? Um, like I once heard, too much repetitive music can make you um, dumb after a while, and so it's like I don't think. Um, rap music promotes um, uh, just a lot of the skills that we need as individuals to push our culture forward. forward you know what I mean? Right. And I, and I totally agree with you on that. Um, working in the inner city environment, uh, what unique challenges do you encounter and, you know, how you address those? Man, uh, numerous. <laughs> Shoot. I was thinking about that question when I seen it. Um, I mean, listen, poverty, um, homelessness, um, tardiness, you know, not, not being at school when it comes to the educational part. Um, you know, and these are just, you know, all these issues I'm, I'm trying, they're all related to education, but also they, they just affect the culture that surrounds the education. So um, uh, you're dealing with lack of parent involvement. You're dealing with um, uh, a lot of single mothers, um, you know, working multiple kids. Like, that's a big thing. Like, they got you got five kids and trying to just keep up with multiple kids and things going on. Um, That's a lot of work. Uh, uh, you know, like, stuff you just wouldn't see, man. Like, there's a lot of just dysfunction. Um, and a lot of it is a, are symptoms of, of central issues, whether it's poverty, racism, um, lack of funding, stuff like that. Um, but, man, stuff that people would not imagine at a normal school, yeah. uh, we see it every single day, man. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> So I've been working at this charter school uh, downtown. I ain't gonna say the name, or it's downtown Boulevard. If you know, you know. Oh, uh, you probably know. Yep. I actually met some people who know you. They kids go to my school, and they be they be talking real 
highly of you. You know what I'm okay. saying? Okay. They probably went back and told you that I work over there, but they 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 definitely be speaking highly of you. They they work there? They work at, at your school. We ain't gonna say the name because we don't Oh, okay, okay. But they they say good stuff about you. you know I appreciate it. I'll tell you their name after the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me know. Can you uh can you explain to my listeners what is a charter school and what makes a charter school unique? So basically a charter school, it's a contract with a outside entity from the district or the you know with the city whatever it is to educate right and so you so normally you, we, what you have is you have a normal public public school funded by um, the government funded by the uh, uh you know the taxes and stuff like that charter is um relieving some of the duties of the district and so they're educating too and so they have a little bit more leeway because they're not under the same leadership and structure as the district, right? But they do have to adhere to certain rules because they're still a part of APS. They're still a part of Fulton County, right? And so you have these charters that are in these different districts. So they have certain rules, but they also have autonomy and freedom to come up with their own curriculum, to do their own, you know, have their own somewhat discipline process, just different things they can do. But they can't they can't overstep the boundaries of the district that they're under, right? But also a charter school is a choice school, right? So within that district, you have the public school that you go to based on your um neighborhood, right? A charter school can be in a neighborhood, but you can choose to go to any charter school within that district, right? So charter schools are all over the district, not in your neighborhood. You can choose to go there. The problem is it's a it's a lottery. So it's almost first come, first serve. Um or people are trying to get in through the lottery system and they're waiting to get in based off of what school they want to get into. So um, what, what charters unique is um, people can, they can, they can almost choose and pick. They're not necessarily choosing and picking, but they can in a way pick and choose what kids get into their schools. Whereas a neighborhood school has no choice. The school, the children in your neighborhood go to your school, you know what I'm saying? And so it's like, um, I think that's some of the arguments in charter schools, but charter schools also, and the benefits is from a from different perspectives, man. Um, being in control of their curriculum, um, even they still got to take standardized tests, but they can have they have flexibility, They're not held to the certain to certain standards. They also can employ differently, right? Their teachers do not have to hold certifications, so they tend to hire just outside of just purely teachers. They hire people coming from other professions and stuff like that to come teach. The, the interesting thing about my school too is it's like all of the schools are partnership schools, right? And so how public school works is your school gets funded based off of the number of children, right? And so that's true of a regular uh, school or a charter school. Charter schools can also take private funding too, a little bit of private funding too. And so it's just a different network, right? That's the difference. But so under pub, regular public school, you have a network of individuals. You got the the, the superintendent, you have the principals, you have the, the district people that are running the district, right? They have their own structure and, and the way that they do things, right? It's the same thing with a charter school. They have their own structure. Now they have to adhere to the, whatever the, that district says in terms of certain things, but we can, they can do longer hours. They can do all these different things they're allowed to do outside of that structure. So it's just another structure in a way, right? And they're competing with other charter schools to be successful. Right. So it's almost like the business structure, which is what people get mad at. But the education system itself is a business structure. So it's not necessarily to be mad at the charter schools. Come up with um, your own charter school. That's better because that's that's essentially what we're talking about. Um, and my charter school is a, is a true 
partnership, right? Where most of them, like I said, are lottery systems where they don't let kids in past a certain time. They keep a certain cap. My school is still a neighborhood school. So it's, it's, it's weird, man, because we're still a neighborhood school. So we have to let kids in. We have no choice, right? But we also can change our curriculum a little bit. We can, we can hire more teachers without certifications as long as they got a bachelor's, you know what I mean? So those are the differences between my, my charter and a normal charter school. We're still in a true partnership with um, our school system, you know what right. I mean? No, I, I got you. Um, so how do you feel about the current state of education? Do you think children need education to successively move, maneuver in society today? I don't, I think, for, to, to the first part, that I think that the current state of education is always, has, has always ne- not necessarily benefited Black people. Um, I believe that there's a lot of research being done. And I believe there's a lot of um, positive things to look at when it comes to um, education, but I but I do believe that education is important. I think it's the most important thing. I don't know if schools are always doing the the, the full job of, of fully educating the child, right? Because um, <clears throat> a lot of the problems that that we as Black people have is not that we're not educated. It's like we're we're miseducated, right? So we're educated to always solve other people's problems. And so I think that is the biggest issue with education for for black and brown people is it's not teaching us to solve our problems and teaching us what our problems are and how we can solve. We're solving everybody else's problem and not ever developing any independence and power for ourselves to um, to just uplift our own communities. So uh, the system is built to in structured to you know, solve the problems of those that, that created that system. And so it's never, it's never been addressed. Right. And so I think the benefit is you can, you can run into good teachers, right. You can run into good schools and that can alleviate that miseducation process. But overall, man, the structure of it is still reminiscent of the things we talk about in colonialism, um, imperialism, uh, slavery, that structure is still the same. Whether you're talking about, it doesn't matter what institution you're talking about. Sports, uh, music, you know, who look at the people that are in top and they're making a decision and they're funding. And you'll see that the systems aren't created for for black and brown people. So the systems are systems are are out of whack. But good teachers, good schools can operate and still counteract those systems in a a way, in in a way, to an extent. I I definitely agree with you. Last question. Um, What skill sets make a great teacher? I heard you talk about teachers. so I had to ask this question. Well, number one, a teacher should be a learner first, right? Because if you're teaching kids to learn, then you need to be like adamant and and, and a vigorous learner, right? Because how could you expect kids to be, you know, excited about learning if you aren't, right? So I think that's one aspect. I think also adaptability, right? Every year is is different. Um, You're dealing with different groups of kids. And so teaching is not just content, but it's also dealing with feelings, dealing with emotions, dealing with um, personalities and being able to just mesh those and and not let that uh, interfere with the with the learning and, and the teaching. So you have to be adaptable. You have to be fun. Um, and and, and it's, this question is weird now that I think about it, because at different levels, you got to be different things. Right. So right. we elementary versus middle school versus high school. I teach elementary. But personally, I think I can teach anything. But I have a high level of energy. Right. So even 
it may not be manifest always in my personal life, but when I'm in front of those kids, I turn up. You know what I mean? I can I can be myself. I can be goofy. I can I'm different every day, and it keeps them um, on their toes. It keeps them entertained. And so you don't want to be a person that's not that's like I'm just blah blah blah, like you know, blah, blah, blah. like nobody wants to hear that, especially kids. They don't, right. Nobody really, but I know. Look, look, like they're not. You think they listening? They just sitting there like, bro, I'm not. I don't know what you talk about. Like so. Uh, you got to have a personality, I think, to be a good teacher, I think, at any level. But, you know, I think especially at certain levels, um, you, you have to have um, you have to be self-aware because um, to be a good teacher, like you can do you. Anybody can teach. Anybody can be a good teacher. These are the qualities of a good teacher. You got to be self-aware, man, because like it's, it's like you're teaching kids to become better adults. Then you should be a person that is dedicated towards becoming a better adult because teaching is just what we do. It's not who we are. So, you know, they if you want somebody to listen to you, then you need to develop those skills that you would think that they need to develop as well. And so I think you, you should be um, working to um, just become a better person, man, be a good person. Uh, and also being present, man. I, I tell people all the time, being a good teacher, you have to remain present. And, you know, we all have our own lives, but part of eliminating a lot of the issues that you find in the classrooms and, and, and pinpointing how to teach is about just remaining in present, right? Just watching kids, keeping your eyes on the kids all the time, eliminating thoughts about other things going on in your lives while you're in that classroom. And that um, that makes a good teacher, man. Man, Shaka, appreciate you coming on the show, man. I hope I can have you on here another time, you know? Yeah, man, anytime. I appreciate you, man. I love what you're doing, man. I love, I just love to see the creativity, man, and just seeing all, all my partners grow up, you know, grew up with just growing, man. I love it, man. Like charter school versus public school, man. Let's talk about it. Absolutely. So let's get to the nitty gritty. Charter school versus public school. Let's talk about it. It's a business that advocates for professionals who work in the education system. Education is important because it can essentially change your life. Yes, we do engage in dialogue about the difference between the charter school and public school system. Our website is www.charterversepublicschool.com. Once again, our website is www.charterversepublicschool.com. Charter school, public school. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Podcast. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Podcast. Knowledge is power. Gonna get smarter. The new cool is smart. So gonna get smarter. Public school. Or send your child to a charter. Recess, no recess. The children love recess. The substitute teacher. Look a little stressed. I encourage all my students to strive for the best. To strive for the best. And never nothing less. They some honor roll students getting A's on the test. What's your favorite subject? What's your favorite subject? Math, science, language arts. What's your favorite subject? You a scholar, young brother. You not a suspect. A reader is a leader. Don't pick up that book. Charter school. Public school. Charter school. Public school. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Podcast. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Podcast.